Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. It is not, uh, it is not generally speaking, unruly, but fires have been started. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. These in your. It's a dimly lit room where, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, at least for everybody else but me, talk about that later. But today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Donald J. Trump, Republican nominee for president by God. And that's the uh, the guy that used to have the TV show that got elected president? Right, the uh, hotelier from New York. Yeah. I've been following that story. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that's good. Given our line of work, that's good. So, uh, do I understand correctly that it's um, the end of the work week, commonly called Friday? The traditional end of the Western work week, yes. Hmm. I'm pleased with that. Lord knows. Keeping in mind that uh, many of you work on Saturdays, I always remember that because I spent much of my life and my dad. When I was a kid, my dad worked Monday through Friday and then half days on Saturday, so it was really Saturday at noon when we got to we got dad for the weekend. So oh, is that right? But I realize it's not the end of the work week for uh, 
for everyone. Anyway. Uh, um, then, then again, you got the 4 by 10 people. They they were getting their drink on last night. They're sleeping well, they're, in. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're hammered. Oh, yeah. Probably uh, still up. Oh, yeah. Dancing. And, uh, they're not listening. Um, I'm working from home because I didn't feel good yesterday, and I... The company policy is something, if you don't feel good, you're not supposed to come to work or something. I don't know what it is. You don't want you spreading the vid. I've not had a fever, though, and uh, all your guidelines, you know, the fever's the big thing, and I've had no fever. I don't think I have corona. I, I, I have a headache and a stomach ache that I've had for a couple of days, and if I if corona wasn't in the air, I wouldn't even have thought twice about it. I just thought it was my usual bad lifestyle, uh, you know, uh, getting what I deserve. For, for bad choices. Well, I but. do appreciate your, your caution and, and not wanting to spread the vid to the rest of us, because then we'd have no show. Uh, right. I, it's easy to forget there are other illnesses still. Well, right, yeah. It's hard to imagine how you'd get one, though, because, I mean, I come in contact with so few people, and I wear a mask everywhere I go, and I mm-hmm. wash my hands 50 times a day. You eat a fair amount of roadkill, though. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's self-inflicted. I just... Seems like you couldn't have a two-day stomach ache and no. headache from eating uh, too much A and W root beer float, could you? No, no. no. no but anyway, not. you you have a uh, a microbe. I was um I was doing a little research yesterday, uh, laying around about fevers and whatnot. Because since I don't have one, at one point I thought I might be low, but I think it was just the thermometer. I need to buy a better thermometer. Those like five dollar thermometers they sell at the drugstore are practically worthless. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not great. <laughs> anyway. Um, I was kind of low, and so I did did a little research. I thought because I didn't actually know. Um, can a low temperature have something to do with COVID? Low temperature is actually an indication of uh, if you have COVID and you come in low, your chance of dying is way higher than if what? you're a little than if you're a little high. Yeah, low temperature is a bad thing to have. Urgh. I did not know that. My temperature, since I was a little kid, I've been low. I've been like a 97.9 guy. I've been 90. similar. I used that a couple yeah. times to get out of some classes when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a low temperature? Well, because they, wow. that's also can be an indicator of maybe something not right, but the sure. school nurse didn't know that I run a degree or two low anyway, so I, I just kind of hammed, oh, my stomach, mm. oh. And then, mm. yeah. Yeah, I need a better thermometer because I don't know what I know. A person should know what their baseline is because everybody's a little bit different. The idea that 98.6 is true for everybody, and if you're above or below it, something's wrong is ridiculous. Um, and did they announce a couple of weeks ago that human beings have gotten, was it hotter or colder? Yeah, I remember that discussion. I don't recall the uh, the specifics. I think it's gone lower. Anyway, looking at the charts, people that come in a couple of degrees below normal, their uh, are chance of being in the group of people that die from this is way higher than a people than someone's just a degree or two hot well yeah if your core body temperature has dropped by a couple of degrees that's not good yeah i thought that was interesting i didn't know something's gone seriously wrong with the uh the very uh epicenter of you Mm -hmm. you know your 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 furnace there on a cellular level he says with no idea what he's talking about so has trump wrapped up his speech yet oh boy uh, yes, we. Uh, there are reports from the South Lawn that indeed the speech has ended. It was it was long. It was very long. I didn't check my watch because I wasn't wearing one uh, at th- that hour of the night. But I was sitting there thinking, my God, this is stretched on. It was. I don't finish it long for me. I'm. I can't. I can't watch anybody. If George Washington was reanimated, maybe <laughs> I'd sit through an hour speech, but not one that's an hour fifteen. Yeah, that was crazy long. What? Whose idea was that? 
I don't even remember the end of it, honestly. I think he probably said, God bless America. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> now I, I'm certain he did, but at some point. Yeah. yeah. He probably did. I was just reading from... Uh, uh, there were a bunch uh, of fireworks at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and a vague memory. And a whole I, I may have been into my cocktails at that point. Hatch Act violation, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, no- <laughs> oh, boy. A, a number of commentators said last night, as I was watching the Fox Roundtable afterwards... That that was the best fireworks they've ever seen. Juan Williams on Fox said, "I go to the fireworks every year at the White House. I've seen. I'm a f- huge fireworks freak. That was the best fireworks display I've ever seen. Wow, I should have stuck <laughs> so, around for it. So, I bailed immediately. They, they, must have, they, they did the thing where they spell out what they it shot up Trump in the air and then 2020. Wow, yeah, yeah. technology is getting impressive. Um, but I was just going to say, and the the trouble with um, uh, you know, the echo chamber and listening to people's opinions is. Uh, it, it can put in your mind what happened, you know, if you didn't see it yourself. Right. But um, <clears throat> John Podahertz, who writes for the New York Post, and he's a he's been a conservative pundit forever. But anyway, he's been glowing reviews of the Republican convention all week long. So he's not a never Trumper by any means on this convention. Glowing reviews all week long. How you know this is reset the race, and you know amazingly and surprisingly good, and you know giving people a reason to vote, and the energy is back. Blah blah blah. And then he said of last night that was the worst convention speech I've ever seen. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I thought I thought it it scored some really good points. You can't go that long. No. No. You can't go that long. No. God, I just can't imagine why. I don't know. I can't imagine how you. You mean because obviously you'd have an idea of how long it was looking at the text. Sure. Just I. I don't know if Trump's in a situation where nobody's willing to say, "Hey, nobody." Has anybody ever given a speech that long at a convention? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. I would be. It's got to be uncommon. Well, you can say a tremendous amount in ten minutes. And oh, yeah. it all sticks. In fact, 10 minutes is getting a little lengthy, but you, it, it sticks, and that's the important part. There's no way you can give a 70-minute speech and have it stick, except for maybe a couple of uh, you know key lines. I, it was an odd thing to do. It was the first time he was in, a, in front of a crowd that size in a while. Maybe, they, I, the, maybe the fireworks weren't ready. <laughs> maybe, yeah, he was, he was stalling for, for that. This but, somebody standing. Donald Trump! What are you doing? <laughs> Somebody's standing back there giving him the stretch sign, trying to get the fireworks <laughs> exactly. ready. Still not ready, sir. Still not do, ready. Do do that thing about Biden being mad again. Yeah. <laughs> People love that. It's it's it sucks for Trump. Um if you're a Trump fan, it's a serious disadvantage that he doesn't get his live crowd, you know, riffing mojo thing, because he's as good at that maybe as anybody that's ever run for president. I mean, that's just an amazing talent he has, and that's been taken away by COVID. And, uh, eh, I don't know. Well, we'll play you some clips so you can hear what he said and, and not the whole thing. Um, again, I thought it, it was uh, very, very good in places. I mean, it was what it should have been. Um, it just stretched on a bit. Yeah. Well, we 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 speak we speak at a lot of things, and we've heard a lot of people speak doing this as a living, and it just... Length is such a huge part of it. Oh, yeah. Man, yep. anybody listening right now, if you're going to speak at your local fundraiser and now you're the, you know, you're the president of something club and you're going to give a speech, nobody, nobody wants a long speech. Nobody ever. Well, brevity is the soul of wit. And also, it could be argued persuasion. Again, there's a sweet spot where you get in what you need to get in, you make it stick, then bingo, bango, bongo, you're out. 
And anything longer than that just uh, dilutes your your effectiveness. But you know, enough uh, enough analysis, I guess. Yeah. We uh, we can check in on the various cities that have been rioting. Uh, uh-huh. See how last night was and all that sort of stuff. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's the board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? That was good. Uh, the speech last night, but I wish he had mentioned Biden more. You know, he hardly <laughs> mentioned the guy. Was very... What was it, 41 times? Yeah, 41 or... times. Yeah. <laughs> and he, men- he mentioned Hillary, I think I heard, 14 times. Wow. And so he he mentioned Biden Three times, four times as many times. I was watching on CNN. I was, she spoke for twice as long, so that makes a difference. I was watching on CNN. I was just loving the fact that the uh, the commentators were so appalled at the end by the opera singer that they're like, you know, this is just unheard of, and <laughs> this is just so wrong. Fact and, checked. <laughs> what? <laughs> fact check. Nobody likes opera. We're <laughs> <laughs> just horrified by it. What's the so, other? Uh, what's the other act that everybody pretends to be uh, concerned? The about? The lo- no, the Logan. The Logan, oh, the Logan Act, Act. Okay, right? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so there was opera blaringly loud, and on yes. every channel, they're like trying to do their punditry over it. Tucker yeah. Carlson very dryly in the Tucker Carlson way said, I'm sorry, it's a little tough to hear me. Of course, Washington, D.C. is a big opera town, <laughs> as you can hear. <laughs> right, right. Oh, God, who wanted that? Um, well, they had to entertain the people sitting there on the lawn for hours. True, true that. Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Yeah, just a quick follow-up on that stat. So Trump mentioned Biden 41 times. The previous record of opponent's name in an acceptance speech was in 1992 by President Bush, and it was eight. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh, So, uh, But uh, I did hear my favorite thing I've heard, uh, certainly from a politician, maybe since, I I don't know in how long, uh, Republican John J. DeBerry, I don't know, hadn't uh, only learned about this gentleman uh, yesterday. He made a speech almost uh, two and a half weeks ago, something like that. It just started making the rounds on Twitter a couple days ago. I think it's phenomenal, and I, I look forward to sharing that with the rest of you later on. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, and worth pointing out that I don't, I don't think the election in any way is going to be won or lost on uh, last night's convention speech. I, I doubt it'll have uh, the, the the tiniest effect on polling, but um, I don't understand what good it would do you to speak for an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday, as I mentioned, uh, Friday, August the twenty eighth. The year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, then, let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. First of all, it was far too long. 70 minutes, exactly. And they brought out old Pavarotti again, huh? That's Chris Walls. Worth pointing out that Chris Walls went on to say that uh, Trump did an excellent job of taking apart Biden on this and this and this and this. Just too long. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Plus, we have clips of the week coming up in moments. What? Yeah, Friday. Now, come on, well, man. That's an added delight. <laughs> we just keep adding delights. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We're going to have fun today. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Nancy Pelosi said yesterday uh, Biden shouldn't debate Trump. That's the highest level person in the Democratic Party to make that uh, statement. We'll talk more about that later. That's a that's a pretty big deal. That's as transparent as a car's windshield, in my opinion. But yeah, we'll talk about it in a bit. And, and might be a good idea. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. But first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cal Clips of the Week. Watch me. Mr. President, watch me. Donchitz pulls up, three-pointer, bang, bang, it's good. Blood alone moves the wheels of history. <laughs> they don't sound radical to my ears. They sound familiar. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. They say Corona lingers so long, it's still making jokes about Tiger King. And it's not surprising that the pandemic turned out to create the perfect conditions for people to get radicalized. Some people joined QAnon, some people ordered Pelotons, and neither of them will shut up about it. (laughs) Please don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my son's name. You shouldn't do it. People shouldn't do it anyway. It's emotionally hurtful. Uh, 
But we didn't do anything to anybody. You know, why did we deserve it? The record I'm trying to break is called Most Rubik's Cube Solved with One Hand While Hula Hooping. Uh, you know, I love Tom Brady, but nobody asked him about what's going on in white America. I can't hang out with single guys. You don't have a wife. We have nothing to talk about. You have a girlfriend? That's wiffle ball, my friend. The great Jerry Seinfeld. Thanks for a couple of laughs in cow, Sean, who puts it together. Don't we all need that these days? A chuckle? Hmm? Mailbag. Smile. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from the great Milton Friedman. I think that nothing is so important for freedom as recognizing in the law each individual's natural right to property and giving individuals a sense that they own something that they're responsible for, that they have control over, and that they can dispose of. It was either that or education spending will be most effective if it relies on parental choice and private initiative, the building blocks of success throughout our society. Hey now, as the teachers unions forbid, they prevent your children from being educated right now. Those are words to remember. Moving along to the correspondence proper, note from uh, Rich in beautiful green Oregon. Uh, thank you for thank you Portland and California for being the best campaigns for Trump's re-election. As Trump stated last night, and I quote, we probably have this tape somewhere, but they will make every city look like Democrat-run Portland, Oregon. And the best line of the night, according to Rich, these same policies led to crippling power outages in California just last week. Biden claims to be an ally of the light when his own party can't even keep the lights on. That's a good one. Oh. Those lines would have been powerful in a 15-minute speech. Yeah, I don't remember them. I think I just spaced off. I was probably flipping through. I went to concessions <laughs> for a little bit. It must have happened when I was doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, concessions. I, I had to go to the bathroom after a while. Yeah, We're out of time. What? There's more email to get to. Well, maybe what? later. I know. They're silencing me because I'm a conservative. Cancel culture. Right. And we'll bring you up to speed on the various towns on fire. and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It is clear that a vote for Biden and the Democrats creates the risk that you will bring this lawlessness to your city, to your town, to your suburb. There is no question that this awesome job of restoring safety for our people cannot be done from your basement, Joe. You know, I I meant to come back with a Trump clip. That was an error, a fumble on my part. Who was that young firebrand? That was that was Rudy, recently returned from Crazyville and actually doing a pretty good speech, uh, like Rudy of old. It was obviously uh, they handed him the hatchet and said, "Go after Biden." Um, and it, I thought it was pretty good on that level. He, he managed to not come off as as a cuckoo. That's good. Good. Yeah, he's, he's you know he's I didn't a great see mayor once upon a time. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's go with fourteen, Sean. My bad. Joe Biden is not a savior of America's soul. He is the destroyer of America's jobs. And if given the chance, he will be the destroyer of American greatness. I'm I'm against that. I would not vote for the destroyer of American greatness. It's unappealing on every level. I don't want that. Let's see. Oh, those are are long. There's little to be said for it. 
You know, uh, well, uh, I was looking at this headline in five. Go ahead. I was looking at this headline in five thirty-eight. Um, I like their polling and everything like that, but sometimes their analysis is. So, listen to this headline. This is a fair headline. Why Trump's racist appeals might be less effective in twenty twenty. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Just declaring them automatically racist. You realize half the country doesn't consider them racist, so and indeed dismisses everything you say after that because it's such a fiction. It's such yep. a canard. Yeah, all those black speakers didn't seem to go. think so. And the people who know him best don't seem to yeah, think so. Yeah, good point. Yeah, unbelievable. On the other mm-hmm. hand, you got to Biden, who's the destroyer of American greatness. Um, let's do clip 15. What? Who wants that? Nobody. Biden's record is a shameful roll call of the most catastrophic betrayals and blunders in our lifetime. He has spent his entire career on the wrong side of history. Biden voted for the NAFTA disaster, the single worst trade deal ever enacted. He supported China's entry into the World Trade Organization, one of the greatest economic disasters of all time. Lock him up. After those Biden calamities, the United States lost one in four manufacturing jobs. We laid off workers in Michigan, Ohio, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and many other states. They didn't want to hear Biden's hollow words of empathy. They wanted their jobs back. That's that's really good. Yeah, and there was yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, there were several parts in sixty-nine that I thought more were minutes. Good. It just was too was long. The thing, yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> I agree with this. I agree with this headline: Melania Trump steals show with lime green gown. I really like that. Showing that she is not yet internet savvy in the ways that green is what you use to often do chroma key kind of things. And there were numerous pictures of people uh, inserting images on top of her dress. Oh, no. Various things that were were not flattering to the Trump. Oh, no. Really? They use that as an opportunity for derision. I I actually wonder if... They did that on purpose. So I was looking at uh, a quote from somebody on the Internet saying, uh, well, Melania couldn't decide what color dress to wear, so the Internet gets to decide for her because it's the perfect color for putting anything on there. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Then you bring a whole bunch of hatred toward Melania and you get to say, look how awful the other side is. Any chance of that or is that too three-dimensional chessy? She just wore a green dress and Buh. didn't think twice about it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't Probably. know. And I can't believe- $2,700 if you want to wear... I mean, unless she wore an atomic bomb, this weekend, I will book. not engage in a discussion of what Melania wore. <laughs> I refuse to on any. Well, she level. is a model. You, you almost got me. Oh, she's pretty. She's a model. A she, she pulls it off pretty well there. You know, to the topic uh, of the just, length of the speech, um, a, a couple of thoughts. Number one, back in like the Lincoln Douglas days, that would be the afternoon. You'd go hear a couple of politicians uh, argue. But that was also a back and forth, which makes it a little more sporty. Um, on the other hand, Gary just sent us this quote from the fabled 18th century preacher and revivalist George Whitefield, who once said, To preach more than half an hour, a man should be an angel himself or have angels for hearers. I think that's a pretty good policy. And that was before Netflix. <laughs> I'm not sure what that has to do with it, but that was when you had nothing else to do. Well, when you had nothing else to do, they believed a half hour was too long. When I got a phone in my pocket with all the world's delights in it, 
You better come up with a, a speech that's a little pithier than that. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. Oh, did you see a couple of more sports leagues uh, shut down? Hockey. I've been touting hockey as continuing to play and not being politically correct, but they they postponed some playoff games or announced they were going to or something. So all the young athletes. Oh, really? I thought the I thought the sports I thought the sports leagues were going the other direction now. The NBA starting back up. Well, hockey was late to the game. Apparently, they're you know up in Canada doing Canadian things. Seems like games are going to be coming back online this weekend, and there was just kind of this 48 hours of uh, reflection, I guess. <laughs> what what does that mean? They were up in Canada doing Canadian things. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a mystery, really, what they're up to up there. I mean, it has to do with moose no and, and, uh, and the wearing of toques, but it's all cloudy. Toques. Very cloudy. Yes. Right. Michael J. Fox is involved somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, the toque, Sean. It's uh, what people uh, call a beanie these days. It's uh, my wife refuses to call them beanies because a beanie is a little hat with a propeller on it. So she calls them knit caps. Mm. But <laughs> we're not hip people. I don't know if you've gotten that sense. Not really. I still call them stocking caps, which gets a heck of a laugh out of everybody I'm ever around. Yeah. So you're wearing your stocking cap. What is it with us? We saw the other day we were coming home. It was hot as hell. And there were some teenagers playing a little pickup game of football, not socially distancing. Oh, do I love it when uh, various reporters say that. But uh, they're playing a little pickup game of football out on, like, the lawn of the park there by my house. And and the one kid was wearing the uh, the stocking cap. <laughs> the knit cap. The had his sock hat on, as my dad would say. Um, <laughs> what is it with yeah, the, I, the youngsters wearing them when it's so damn hot? I don't know. I don't get that. It's it's. I don't remember any fashion trends when I was young. I mean, there were ridiculous fashion trends you can't you justify on any level, but none of them made you incredibly uncomfortable. The idea of wearing a a, a hat on your head when it's ninety degrees outside, I don't I don't understand that at all. Well, I've seen some of the jeans and pictures of the seventies. You're not telling me those are comfortable. <laughs> Well, they, they they framed everything up, you know. You got to be able to see what you're dealing with. Yeah, but there are no fashions like we're shirtless in Chicago in January just because that was hip. So yeah, I'm dying of exposure. But you weren't a damn hat. It's hot out. I don't get it. God, those 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 uh, knit caps have to smell like a horse stall at the end of a end of a day of walking around in the summer. You would think so. So it can't be the, appealing to the the violence is spreading to uh, America's cities. There's a big, violent, crazy protest in Sacramento. Rand Paul was surrounded and threatened by a mob right near the White House, that. and and he made some strong statements, which I loved. I want to hear that. All right, so we'll be get we'll get to that coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, I don't know this story. Um, I just saw it briefly that Rand Paul got attacked again. Is that is this lawn related in any way? No, 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 uh, no lawn care uh, tie-in as far as I can see. He left the speech last night and got surrounded by an angry, threatening mob. He, 
he tells the tale. He was on Fox and Fiends uh, this morning. Why don't we just let Rand tell it? We'll stop and start and discuss as needed. And then we say we'll get an Uber to go all the way back where we came from, and we wanted to be dropped off at the hotel. But as we got close to it, the streets were blocked, and no one would let us through. And what happened is there was two blocks, and I regret that I made this decision, but I said we're going to walk the two blocks. We walked one block. But as we walked one block, we could see some police in the distance, but we also saw a mob of about 30 people marching and yelling. They all of a sudden saw me right as we got to the policeman, fortunately, or I don't think we'd have survived. We got to the policeman, and I, the policeman I don't think recognized me, and as they came closer, they were shouting my name, and the crowd doubled to 60, mm-hmm. and then it doubled again to 120. And as they were surrounding us, and it got closer and closer, and everybody kept pushing back, the policemen were forming a, a barricade with their bodies. I whispered to the policeman, they know who I am. You've got to get reinforcements. It's going to get worse. He called for reinforcements, but we didn't get any reinforcements. We waited, but the crowd was getting bigger and bigger and pushing in. Uh, They were yelling threats. They were trying to push the police over to get to me. They were grabbing at us. And it got worse and worse and worse. And then finally we decided to make a move. I said, we've we've got to move. If there's not going to be reinforcements, we have to try to get to the hotel, which was another block. And they were shouting threats, you know, to us, to, to kill us, to hurt us. But they're also threat saying, shout, shouting, say her name, Breonna Taylor. And it's like, you couldn't reason with this mob, but I'm actually the author of the Breonna Taylor law to end no-knock raids. So the irony is lost on these idiots that they're trying to kill the person who's actually trying to get rid of no-knock raids. So uh, that that point was brilliantly made, and he makes another point that I want to feature in a, a minute or two. But the the level of ugly in the air, the violence in the air, is really extraordinary. Oh yeah, it's just a matter of time before a senator gets killed, a family gets killed. You know, when you have mobs running around like this, this 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 hot, it's just a matter of time. Uh, there, it really, it really is. You're on the Titanic and you see the iceberg, and everybody, everybody knows it's coming, and you just wait because I mean, it, it is going to happen. Yeah, there was uh, a violent mob in Sacramento, California, overnight. Uh, the the city leaders in Denver. Oh, next next hour, got to bring you this. Um, the the director of public safety in Denver. That's not his formal title, but it's something like that. Uh, Murphy, Murphy Robinson, who's a, a black man. Actually, there's a, a black fellow who's the um, the mayor of Denver as well, and they're both Democrats. They were bringing it. They sounded like Donald J. with their don't bring that crap to Denver or here's what's going to happen to you. It was really great. But, you know, okay, I understand Rand's point, and it, it shows you just how... Um you know, the troubled vigilante justice and mobs and all that sort of thing, because it doesn't make any sense. But even if he was the opposite, you can't have mobs attacking senators because they disagree with their policies either. So, you know, the irony that they agree with him is, you know, something. But if he was, for instance, I, I think Chuck Schumer may be the reincarnation of Satan on Earth, but I don't want a mob to surround him and attack him. Of course not. That's craziness. Yeah, it is. That's no way to run a country. And this has been growing for years, like we were talking about yesterday. When when people surrounded Mitch McConnell in a restaurant and were screaming at him. When people surrounded uh, Sarah Huckabee and the, the owner of the restaurant kicked her out, and then the mob followed her to the next restaurant, so she had to go home. Everybody just thought, well, that's kind of funny if you hate her, and, uh, you know, who cares? Well, you knew this, where, this is where this was going. Of course. Well, we tried to tell everybody, but... 
Uh, I believe the uh, the present company probably thought we were right and, and is saying the same stuff. Hey, Rand uh, had more to say. Let's roll on with Rand Paul. And they were shouting and screaming and just, it really, these people were unhinged, but I can't tell you how, I'm not sure we would have made it. So as we're walking, sort of surrounded by the police, they're attempting to push the police over to get to me. So at one point, they push a policeman backwards, he stumbles, and he's trying to catch his balance, and I catch the back of his flak jacket to stabilize him and, you know, make sure that he's okay because he's our defense. I mean, if, yeah. if he's down, the mob's losing on us and you've seen the pictures of what they do to you if the police are not there if you defund the police if we become portland if america becomes portland what's going to happen is people are going to be pummeled and kicked in the head and and left senseless on the curb that would have happened to us i promise you had we not had the dc police to support us i mean we are thankful that we have police and we've got to wake up we can't have the whole country we can't have joe biden rule the country and have no police yeah, we we need to get to the point where he talks about the uh, he considers these mobs organized crime and they're conducting interstate organized crime. And Rand Paul called for the FBI to seriously investigate it's it. It's a RICO act. And yeah, that sort of thing. But he he named he doesn't name check per se, but he uh, he, he discusses the supplying and transport of these people as evidence that it's uh, interstate crime. That's interesting from a, you know, a legal standpoint of where you could bring extra heat down trying to figure out what's going on with the pallets of bricks and all that sort of stuff that show up in various cities like immediately. Um, obviously, it's organized nationally. There's a story out of Wisconsin, actually Madison. Uh, an alert citizen tipped the Kenosha Police Department to three suspicious vehicles without a state plates Wednesday night. It led to the arrest of nine people authorities suspect were plotting some sort of criminal activity related to recent violent protests. Um, uh, according to the statement posted on the Kenosha PD's Facebook page, they found the vehicles, a black school bus, a bread truck, and a tan minivan. Uh, when the vehicles headed to a gas station on Washington Road, law enforcement close behind, uh, according, they stopped with the suspects in custody. Officers searched the vehicles, discovered helmets, gas masks, protective vests, illegal fireworks, and suspected controlled substances. Well, there's a shock. Uh, according to the organization that sent those vehicles, Riot Kitchen 206, they were only there to uh, serve meals to people at the demonstration. Uh, apparently, the menu included helmets, shields, and explosives. Sure. Will that that Rand Paul story should get national attention. Is it on anywhere but Fox? Will MSNBC and CNN have a minute today on the fact that Rand Paul was nearly attacked, a U.S. senator, by a mob walking down the street? Is that going to get any attention outside of Fox? Yes, Senator Terrorized, you'd think, would would make the news. And we will have the other part of his interview coming up in a couple of minutes where he makes the point he makes. But um, I think, and this is good, I think America is waking up. Whether it's in the halls of power or voters uh, responding to polls, the focus groups we've been hearing about, 
Um, we've been trying to tell you for a long time, this is not going away. It's growing. These people are serious. They're not civil rights demonstrators. They're Marxists. They're vicious. They believe they are justified in perpetrating any act of violence because they think you're a fascist if, for instance, you love the United States of America. So I'm glad people are finally waking up. Uh, the confronting of the bully ain't going to be pretty. I feel like that story would have been huge. 15 years ago, it would have been the national story, Mm -hmm. regardless of party. But that's not the way it works anymore. No, no, indeed. For for various reasons, partisan and just, uh, it's pretty sensational. You think if anybody got any video of it, you got a a U.S. senator, one of the most famous senators in the country, honestly, getting surrounded and terrorized by an angry mob. Yeah, you'd think that would be on all, you know. On a loop, as they say. Did he say he was with his wife? I believe he was, yes. Wow. Yeah, and some other family members. I'm not sure who exactly. Oh, so well, go well, ahead. I, I, I hope he does more interviews. I'd like to know when he says, I'm not sure we would have made it, what, what he means by that. Well, he thinks they would have been kicked and pummeled and the rest of it. Well, that's that goes without saying. I think that's uh, yeah. I think that's guaranteed. I don't know if he thinks he'd have been killed or not. Well, earlier in that clip, he said, "I don't think we would have survived." Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's a man pushing sixty. He's just recovering from grievous injuries administered by his insane French, uh, you know, overly picky about lawn care neighbor. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm sure he was very very worried about that. God, what an extraordinary story! Yeah, it's it's incredible. So the rest of Rand Paul coming up, uh, also. Uh, the the folks in Denver bringing it. Denver, wow, impressed. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of Denverites who say, "No, these guys are idiots." But the the stuff I saw is really really strong. Plus, and this will have echoes around the country. The California Supreme Court has ordered Governor Gavin Newsom to justify school closure orders. Oh, really? Yeah. Hello. Okay, that's a big deal. Yeah. So all sorts of good stuff to get to. Oh, gosh, I don't know. You know, some amusing, funny stuff, too. Uh, the usual thing here on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the news of the day, et cetera, et cetera. Please do stay tuned, if you can, to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus are you still searching for your perfect place to call home well now is the time to buy at fisher homes if you're looking to move in before the end of 2024 may could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end if you're hoping to move in even sooner fisher homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisher homes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home we went from normal life healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or b-cell all the saint jude team came up to get cj via ambulance shortly after that i noticed a rainbow it meant that there was hope we were driving into hope 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.